Marvel DC, Marvel DC, Marvel DC, 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 Marvel, 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 We create our own realities and words. That's disgusting. Hello. That's disgusting. Hello. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Geek Chat. Welcome to the Geek Chat. Welcome to the Geek Chat. The Geek Chat. Hey, 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 everybody, and welcome to your weekly dose of comic book geeky goodness. I am Desmond. I'm Rich. And we will be your host for this hour-long trek into the comic book wasteland. On the Geek Chat. On the Geek Chat. Yeah, saying our name might help. No. No? No. Okay, it's just It's just. It's four seasons. They should know who we are. It's four seasons. (laughs) They should know who we are. No, I'm just kidding. So again, I'm Desmond. I'm Rich. And we're going to be talking to you about uh, some of the comics uh, from last week that you should check out and some that you might want to pass. But, yeah. But most most of this week was pretty good, won't you think? I do. It was a big week for comics and a lot of them were really good. I I, I had some palate cleansers after you made me read a couple of these. Um, they weren't that bad. No, they weren't. They just weren't that good. But I'm bumped. So tonight's episode, we've got a couple. Well, we got more than a couple new number ones. We're going to start off the episode with two independents to get them right out of the way. And then we're going to slide into some Marvel love. And believe it or not, we have a DC comic book we are going to review tonight. I know. Shocking. Don't fall over, people, especially if you're driving. It, it, was, a, it was a really good week. We got some standoff titles to review. Uh, a brand new number one by Mark Miller that Art Millar that I actually got a chance to read the number two yesterday so no fair i know we'll talk about that in a bit too the fact that you get to read stuff before me and how not fair that is oh did you want some cheese to go with that wine no i want you to play the world's smallest violin oh i'm doing that that for you (laughs) anyway so without further ado let's get to the comics uh the first comic we're gonna talk about is uh, it's kind of a graphic one but yeah. it was fun. I enjoyed it. Rich, Rich is a uh, Rich's mileage varied. <laughs> so greatly. it is from Image Comics, and it's called Grizzly Shark. Story, art, and letters by Ryan Otley. Colors by Ivan Placencia. Cover colors by Kelsey Shannon. Um, this is based on a book that came out a couple of years ago, uh, called Sea Bear and Grizzly Shark, back in 2010. Uh, it was in black and white originally. Now it's in color, and it's just a solo grizzly shark. And it's a mini. It's a mini series. I think there's like two or three issues. There's definitely at least two because this was a continuation of the two people that survived the first grizzly shark attack. Yes. So, what'd you think? Um, I am not one for Sharknado. I I have never seen any of them. I'm not actually into any of those. Is it USA Network? Whatever the network is that does sci-fi, them. sci-fi, whatever. I don't Siffy. watch. I don't watch any of those parody animal. You should. It's killer really funny. Croc with they lasers. Were fun. Um, and so, all our '90s stars are in them. Yeah, I do want to see the one with the Backstreet Boys and NSYNC. Uh, all, all the Dead Eight or Dead Seven or something, something like Dead that. Seven. All the ones with the not popular ones that are doing nothing and need the paycheck. I do want to see that just to watch them die. I have a friend who worked on that movie. Said they were all really nice people. Really? Yeah. Well, they're not. They ain't doing nothing else. Exactly. So let's be nice. Oh, and unlike uh, Justin Timberlake, I bet he's a douche. Um, 
Carter, the Aaron Carter, one of the Carter kid. Yeah. He's the one that came up with the idea and got a green light, I guess. Good for him. So it's, I can't wait for them to make a comic about it. Um, well, we'll probably review it. Um, this is all about a shark in the woods that as soon as he smells blood, he eats them. So it doesn't matter if you cut your finger on rocks, if you are on your, um, time you get eaten if you're getting your bite your, if, you, if you bite your tongue um it was just silly little drops of blood from getting hit in the head with a rock he chomps you one bite you're dead yeah that 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 is the book people like th- there's, there's nothing there's nothing else to review it's a bunch of no, hicks in the woods are you serious there's so much more to re- to review about like the nuances about this book oh I my mean, god this like i felt like i went on a journey with this shark Okay, and the and the, the the guy who was uh, with his son, and he was trying to hunt the shark, and then the shark comes out and bites the lower half of the of the kid. And they keep making jokes about his stomach is over there. I don't know how this kid's living, but then he like he he bit his lower half off, and then the dad, smart, says we must cauterize the wound, so he sticks the top half of him onto the campfire <laughs> in order to cauterize the wound, and he's just carrying him around, and then the and then the three yokels. And Tiny, the big guy whose head is always slouched over because he doesn't fit in the car. Come on, it's great. And the friendship that builds oh, between yeah. the, the the kid who doesn't have the lower half. Are and the you big all getting guy. full from him shoveling this into you? Ew, it was so good. You guys <laughs> really should check it out. You know, well, it was only it was only a well. There's an next another one coming too. So I know we won't be reviewing that. Des will read that all on his own. But it's so good. And if you love, see, it was Ryan Otley. So if you've loved Invincible. You know, he's the artist for Invincible. So it's a pet project. I think it's it great. Is. I really wish that um, more creators would do weird. I will fun agree stuff. with you there. I think that there is this book is for someone like you. Um, it's just not for me. But I, I'm glad that, that the creators get to do something other than their regular books because it, it is an outlet and everyone should be able to put their own thoughts on paper and drawings and drawings. So if you're out there, do it because we want to see it. And we'll review it and, and we'll be we'll nice. Well, I'll be nice. You'll be nice. So what's next on the docket, Rich? Oh. Doom, doom, doom. So Rough Riders was a rough read. It I, was Aftershock Comics, uh, we, which we've talked about. They put up a couple books out we really like. Um, rough Riders by Adam Glass, creator and writer. Patrick Olief, artist. Gabe Altiab. The colorist, Sal Cipriano, the letterer. The cover was done by Patrick O'Leaf and Gabe Altiab. So, what did you think of this book? Um, I got a really, really um hardcore League of Extraordinary Gentlemen yeah, feel. Yeah, I got that feel from it, and that's not. I mean, that's not terrible by any stretch but it, it, it's the same idea of taking instead of this time taking literary characters they're taking real life people yeah. from american history yes and making a super team out of them correct to do something in cuba that we still don't know yes you know and i guess it takes place in the 40s or um, the four horsemen are the like big barons of the time yeah i guess I, um it was uh they didn't really name them, but they were like the the wealthy landowners because they did drop Hearst uh, for his J.P. Morgan. Yeah, J.P. Morgan was one of them. I know that. Uh, but they were like the the industry uh, people who were controlling the industry. Um, 
So I thought that was interesting. Like they're kind of like this weird Illuminati, and they have Hoover. Oh, Carnegie was one of them. Uh, they have Hoover on their their payroll, and how Hoover doesn't like them, but he's a patriot, and he, he wants to help America. So they all have to work together. Um, and I don't know. It just it just seemed like it could be Roosevelt. It could be interesting. Oh, it was Roosevelt. Sorry, Teddy Roosevelt. That's okay. Um, yeah. So in this episode or in this issue, because before he becomes president, we're introduced to Teddy Roosevelt, who is this. Almost, um, he. How would you put this? He's it's like a James Bond type person. He is, you and know, but he's still kind of big and bulky, Stu, and and like the scars on his back. It was all a like Ollie from um, from Arrow, and I was just like, what has he been through? Yeah, that's that's just it. It's a mystery, but this is a really hard boiled, um, sort of like I'm getting like hints of like alan quartermain i'm getting hints of uh, indiana jones from him yeah so um, we're introduced to him and what he's been through we see him trying to save and rescue these women that are locked in a building and burning and he only gets to save six of them yeah. and then he watches one die in front of him yeah the zeppelin oh, no, nine women the zeppelin and, he was on burnt up yeah, and then he loses one so like he's got all this this weight on his shoulders and then he meets the four horsemen of industry and they tell him you got to collect a team. And so he goes to um, Jay Johnson, who is fighting. And then Roosevelt's like, well, I'm going to teach you how to fight. I So my whole review of this book is I think this might read amazing as a trade collected. Because for me reading this, right when the story actually gets going, it ends. And I thought, that is not a way to start this first issue. It, like... You you spend so long on the build up that when you finally do get the story going, it's over right away, just like a flat ending. Well, I mean, they're they are they are giving us a uh, um, a setup. You know, we got the it's like we have the, there's a mystery going on in Cuba. And now he's going to be assembling the team. I really hope that the next issue that might pick up the next issue because like this is an aftershock comic. If you don't know about the aftershock imprint, um, it was started by it's like. Uh, image for for writers you know where image was founded by the artists uh aftershock was kind of founded by the by the writers and so there's a lot of writers like paul jenkins uh and um uh sorry, justin uh, jordan justin jordan uh Pelmati, like all these people that went and wanted to do their own ray stuff. fox marguerite bennett david hine amanda connor with jimmy paul Mati. yeah Paul Jenkins is one we really like replica. I yeah. really like that book. So there's all these people that kind of went and made this made this new imprint. And so for this one, yeah, you know, it seems kind of done before, but it I don't think it's that bad. No, I just I think that if the first arc is going to be five or six issues and there's we know from the cover at least six people. Let's see. Yeah, there's at least six people on the team. Is the second issue going to do two or three more people? So the first three issues are going to be all building the team. What's the next two going to do? You can't wrap up this mission in two issues. So it'll be interesting to see. I am going to, I will check out the next issue as well. I want to see where it goes. I just feel like it was a little rough. Maybe this would be a book that was better suited right away in graphic novel, direct to graphic novel instead of, you know, by issues. Because when we read issues, Marvel and DC, well, Marvel does it where some issues are so drawn out, nothing happens. There's other issues where, bam, you've got a complete story in one. And this was just odd because none of the other Aftershock books 
felt like this. Like at least when I read like insects, I love that book. When I read an issue, I feel like something has happened where this, I felt like something just, just about to happen and it ended. So that was, that would be my only real complaint with this. Um, I can't wait to see Houdini. Houdini. Houdini, the card, the card, whatever they call him, the card man, something. Yeah. Well, he's a, he's Houdini, but it's like him as a younger. So that's why I'm thinking it's like really like young and because he's not president yet. It's when he, you know, was part of the Secret Service. The king of cards is what they call yeah. him. So I don't know. Um, but I might pick up the second one. Uh, but yeah, it was, it wasn't that bad. Uh, the next book we're going to review is a book from Marvel's Icon imprint, which is sort of, I guess it would be like... Uh, DC's Vertigo? Yeah. But yeah. for Mark Millar. Yeah. No, because Bendis is... Um, Bendis is... Uh, yeah, but you know what? Is on, I'm yeah, sorry. Do you, just a little thing about the, the back work that I do that people don't see. So comic retailers have to do a thing called FOC where we order books three to four weeks in advance so we get our numbers tight. Powers has been on my damn FOC every week for two months. I don't, why even tease? Why even try? I really don't think this book will ever come out. So Powers, mm -hmm, whatever. Just like Scarlet, a, a book that's been late for over like four years. Come on, he's out there making money, doing stuff with the Marvel U. The MU? Yeah, he, just, he can't work on his own. And the Marvel cartoon universe he's yeah. part of too. Um, all right, so Empress, number one, by Mark Millar and Stuart Immelman. Immelman. I did it right. Yeah. Uh, inker was Wade Von Grawbedger. Colorist was Ive Savorshina. Letters was by Peter Doherty. Doherty, sorry. And uh, yeah, so this is an intergalactic tale uh, that takes place in a galaxy far, far away. Um I'm assuming in a time before uh, civilization on Earth. I mean, he goes into his whole diatribe at the beginning about how uh, this this time is in the past, long before uh, Earth and humans were doing their shit. And so this is this is that time. Um, this so is we're, this is that time. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so we are introduced to an evil dictator who is the Lord and King of this planet solar system we're not really sure he's very hard on his subjects and he demands loyalty only loyalty so if someone rises up against you kill him yeah even if you even if you turn him in kill him you get killed because you should have killed him i feel that way too <laughs> you hear that kook <laughs> run um anyway so so he has a wife and kids and the wife has a bodyguard and I guess she's bodyguard. Quote no, actually, no, there was nothing listed in here in, in my reading that made me think that they were together. I, I don't know. think they are. You think they're together? I don't know. I think there I might be a little are. fling a ting or once or two. I don't think so. I think it's just a woman. The story is about a woman who wants to be away from her husband. Demanding her husband. Yeah, her tyrant of a husband. I mean, that's literally what it comes down to. Yeah. Charles might like this. It's like a soap opera. Mm, so. It is. I've read the second issue. <laughs> you suck. Um. So the first issue is literally about the queen and her bodyguard taking the kids and trying to escape. I thought that it was a very daring escape and how they used um, this warp drive and a lot of action in the in the um, in the first issue. Um, and then a pissed, you know, emperor who wants his kids back, which I thought was hilarious. He doesn't want the wife back. He wants the kids back. Yep. She'll so. die. You know that. Well, we don't if, know. If, oh, yeah. If if he gets her, she did. For, oh, yeah, of course. For well, doing what she did. Hell, yeah. 
And what I liked about it was the daughter was like, why are you taking us away? Didn't we, you want to hit the daughter? Oh, she's such a bitch. I, well, I mean, she's been indoctrinated to like whatever her dad's spewing. I mean, that's the thing. Oh, I know. I mean, but, but she was really sad when the mother got shot. Right. You know, so she was like, oh, mom. And I think in one issue, he really does a good job with each character's voices as much as we have because yeah. you do get feelings for them, except for the baby. He doesn't speak. But you do get like you get that idea of the daughter and you get the voice of the wife who who just doesn't she wants her kids to be safe. It's called Empress Charles and you should really pick it up. I think you would like it. It's a giant soap opera in space so far anyway. Um knowing this one this will probably this probably won't be a ongoing series cuz Mark Millar is not known for writing ongoing series anymore. Oh, no. I think it's going to be like six issues. Yeah. I mean I, I it, it seems like he's only writes now for, for things that could possibly turn into movies or TV shows. You notice that? Um, not to say that's a bad thing. It's just, it just seems like a lot of his stuff nowadays are these very small, concise stories that seem like elevator pitches for TV shows. That's how Chrononauts was. That's how, um, Chrononauts was. That's how the one he did. All wanted. Want, well wanted uh, kick ass although kick ass had three stories uh, three different volumes but still I mean if he's were right oh uh, the Kingsman I will say the, the scope of this doesn't feel TV movie I mean it could be a movie a big blockbuster really I think but, it could be oh no big blockbuster yeah but I feel like this book is actually more I feel like a comic book than anything the pitches that he's done because i do when i was reading chrononauts you totally felt <laughs> it was the elevator pitch for something it was you know it totally was but this i gotta say Immaman did amazing yes it looks great and i want to give uh both want the the inker and the colorist the colors in this are so beautiful each page depending on what's going on the colors just hit it from being you know, out in space with the dark colors, the blues, um, to being in the club with the pinks as the lights. I just, I really like this book. So do you think we're going to keep getting flashbacks like that? Like the flashback with uh, how they met in the club and she was like a serving girl, quote unquote, and he was, I don't know what he was, but he's like, I'll take you away from all this. And she's like, all righty, <laughs> tubular. And then like, she's an empress and like now she has to get away from this guy. I, that. I hope that they have more backstory like that. Like, there's, there's some because because it starts at see it seems like it starts at the at the at all the drama, and I think what what Mark Miller is going to do is he's going to with with the story moving forward we're going to get like backstory about what led up to her wanting to leave. Mm -hmm. You know because in this issue we're introduced to her like you know being swept off her feet by this guy and you know promising her diamonds and I just want to say it, that. The number two is just as intense as the number one, and that's Stop always it. a good thing. No, no, no. I'm just saying to people that are on the fence about it, this isn't just us blowing smoke. I really feel like this series is going to have some legs. Just see him. He's like teasing me. He's just like, it's really good. You should read it when it comes out. <laughs> uh -huh. mm, uh, horrible. I am. Uh, okay. So what is the next book we're going to look at? Um, uh, the next book is... So Rich really liked this book, um, and I know that some people were fairly hard on it. Um, I was kind of in the middle of the road because it's the beginning of something, mm -hmm. and it's really hard to tell uh, where something is going when it's the absolute beginning. So pay attention to this one because this book is a lot of people read this book, and so maybe you can help me with some of the questions that I had. 
So we're going to review Uncanny X-Men from Marvel Comics number six. The first, well, both stories were by Cullen Bunn. Ken Lashley did the awakening part. Paco Medina did the second part. Nolan Woodard was the color artist on the first part. And VCs Joe Caramanga did the lettering. While in the second part, Juan Velasco did the inking. And Jesus Abertolf was the color artist. Um, one quick note about Ken Lashley. Thank you oh. for returning to form, sir. His that Secret was, Six was... was rough. Was worse than rough. It was rough. And I was scared because I used to love his mm-hmm. art in the 90s. Yep. And I think his style, and maybe even the inker, I got to say, I think maybe having, um, I think he was the inker because there is no inker. It just says Ken Lashley. So he might have done his inks yeah, he probably did. on this. And it would be interesting to go back and see who did the inks on his Secret well, Six. I think he was going for a much more aggressive, scratchy indie feel with Secret Six due to the um, the way that cast was. Because in the beginning, it was a, it was a in the beginning of the book that was just a wreck of a book too. Yeah, but great. Um, he returned to form like the his pencils look great. All and the characters fits. look amazing, yeah. and the flow was really well. So it and flows that, really well. And that two page spread of uh, Angel Archangel's origin, the way he drew it, yes, just love, 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 love. So the story sits, and it's one of the Apocalypse Wars tie-ins, which. Tie-in is not even the right word because it, A, has nothing to do with the film, and B, none of the books resemble each other. Each one is going to have a separate Oh, so this, archangel. Isn't a, this isn't a crossover? No. Oh, I thought it was a crossover about about like the Apocalypse War, but this is, these, these nope. are just people letting them know about the movie that's coming so, out? Well, I don't know their intention. I think they're like, you know what? Um, we have people like Rich that say we hate the X-Men and because we have nothing to do with the movies. And now there's a movie coming out, and you know each one of our teams has an X or has an apocalypse on it. So let's do something. And I'm glad they let the writers do it. It's just um, I don't think there's any after we read the what was it, uh, Extraordinary X-Men, that's set with you know whole different set of uh, apocalypses. Yeah, I don't and know. then all new has Evan. Yeah, but this. This, you know, the book we're reading, reviewing is uh, Uncanny X-Men number six. And, uh, yeah, we get to see what uh, Psylocke, Betsy, has been doing with the shell of Archangel. She has been probing his mind, trying to find uh, what happened to him, where he is, where his psyche is. And then he finally... He's a a blank slate. Yeah. But then he sends her a premonition of sorts. Yeah. To see what's coming. All these archangels attacking this city or somewhere. And what a great two-page spread. that He does a lot of two-page spreads in this. Did you notice? Mm -hmm. And they all are done really well. And the colorist, again, on this book, the way they color the the dream sequence of all the different archangels attacking, and it's in, you know, muted browns and yellows attacking this city. And then we go back, and you turn the page, and there is Magneto, and it's set in deep purples. So the the, the feel that the colorist and the inker really did their job. And I, and like there's multiple angels running around now. I just just wondering what's going on because now we get like this cult, uh, this the town. So so uh, Betsy gets a premonition from we're thinking Archangel to go to this city, 
and so they go to the city Green Ridge, Colorado. Yep. So we go to they go to Colorado and in the city is all these people who are like devout worshipers of somebody and they're all going to church. They all get called to church and Betsy can't read any of their minds or anything like that and they go into church and lo and behold who was the savior? Warren. And his wings are cut off. And in his the back. wings are gone. And if you look at his back, his wing he has two bloody spots where his wings were. So, just, so I'm wondering like which like which um archangel which angel is this and is yeah it a, is it a clone is it because he has been cloned before um is it the one that didn't know who he was and he was all like giddy and loving remember any any he, he like healed puppies yeah yeah so i'm wondering if this is that uh warren who was all bubbly didn't know who he was and everything like that though that'd be cool to follow up because i didn't know what happened to that arc, that that version of 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 angel was just kind of like lost but the thing that's throwing me is he doesn't have his wings and i'm like what's going on with that that is that is where i'm ready for the story this is something where it's like uh, unlike rough riders where i felt like they just got in the story and left me hanging here there was enough and there were lots of of beginning plot lines that bun is starting and this book for me had a very slow start did not enjoy it in the very beginning and I think every issue gets stronger to what I want my X-Men to be. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, this is my book now. And the backup story, I am a huge Magneto fan. And yeah. I thought this was great. We got um, Valerie Cooper is back. And she's still on the side of mutants. She's still fighting for them. Loved her when she ran X-Factor. Loved that everyone wanted to betray her. Uh, you have your anti-mutant hater. And it starts off, they're talking about Again, finally we get some cross-pollination. We get from Extraordinary X-Men the um, speech that Storm gave. Yep. So now that shows up in this book, and the things that Magneto did in the last five issues are showing up that he is now seen as a terrorist again, which he hasn't been a terrorist since like the 60s and 70s when he did the missile. Do you remember the missile? Mm-hmm. And then he went on his crime, his trial. Do you remember the trial? Yeah. And like... Xavier was dying and he became the leader of the X-Men. Those are the 80s, right? Oh, yes. Um, uh, and then in the 90s, he was the leader of the Hellfire Club. A lot of, lot of arcs for Magneto. And but again, Bun loves Magneto. Wasn't I'm gl- Magneto canceled, yeah, though? Yeah. So maybe this is how he's getting his Magneto. I'm fine with that because I loved that book. Uh, we get, you know, Shaw is back. They. I wasn't expecting that picture. They let one-time lover, Rogue, we see her reaction. Mojo loved seeing Mojo. So that's the, that's the thing that I liked about it. It's like it really is tying in to all the other books that's going on right now, I or mean, plot lines that might come. Exactly. So like, there has to be reason why we saw the the the, the Hellfire Club. Well, if you there know, has to be reason why we saw Mojo. Um, the Hellfire Club is where Phantom X and yeah. from last issue. Exactly. Phantom so that, X and but that's what I'm thinking about. It's like we're we're seeing all these all these future things that are probably going to play out in this book. And it just good. It was great to see Zorn trying to fix Magneto, oh. and them talking about why he blew up Genosha and, and all this how stuff you like need that. to heal. I just I thought this backup story was f- just nail on head for head on nail nail on head for Magneto. I thought great. This is the X book I want to read, and I cannot wait for the next issue. Well, I'm sorry, Charles, that you didn't like it. Yeah, well, but you know it. Comics not for everybody sometimes, nope. but and this as an X fan of years, I thought this was the closest thing I've read in any of the X books to an actual X title. 
Like oh, that wow. isn't because the kitty drama in all new isn't for me. I just I don't care about those characters. You and I have been saying for years they gotta go back. Yeah. And extraordinary I feel is is pushing the envelope of where they are now in the Marvel universe, which that last issue I really liked. So, you know, it, it's taken a couple months, but I think the X books are back on track. Okay. I I I would agree. Um though for me I I was more happy to see Callisto return. Like seeing her back uh without the tentacle arms or anything like that and like them talking about the Morlocks and and them um having like her being really pissed at Sabretooth because I don't think Sabretooth has been back there for for a very long time into the tunnels. No, so. I don't think that she has ever had any kind of resolution since he murdered all her people. No, I don't think so. I mean, they might have like crossed paths, but it was nothing. It was nothing. It was nothing that was really substantial. Mm-hmm. So it's I like seeing to that see too. What's going on, and we see all the other Morlocks, um, and if Storm is going to get involved to bring those Morlocks over to uh, she should. Lebo. Yep. So. And how great is the flirting between M and Sabretooth? I don't know. I just like it. It's it's good. So I'm I I definitely want to see more. It just depends on you know where they're going. Thank you again for tuning in and checking out the Geek Chat. We're here live every Monday from 6 to 7 on MixLR. If you miss an episode or any of our other episodes, you can check out um, this season and any other season that we've done before on SoundCloud. Search the Geek Chat. We're also on iTunes, Stitcher, Tumblr, and on Instagram. We are also on YouTube. But again, always search the Geek Chat. If you want to talk to Rich or myself, you can always uh, join the Facebook group, The Geek Chat. Always search the Geek Chat. So what? I just want to make a statement that um, if you're listening to this on one of the platforms like iTunes or Stitcher and you wonder about us talking to people, uh, we're live on Mondays and there's a chat room. And we, you know, interact live with them and we answer yep. questions and talk back. And I just want to um, say something that one of our uh, listeners, Frank, said about um, Bun getting M's voice down and uh, also the way Sabretooth is being written now that he's good. Um, I agree. I think Bun is taking what had happened to Sabretooth and during the inversion. And it's really weird that when Franklin Richards brought everyone back, they're all back to their what he knew them as and he never really knew Sabretooth is good but since he is good now I also as a palate cleanser for reading a couple of these books I read uh, Deadpool which Sabretooth shows up in there as well and the good side of him I'm kind of enjoying this good side where he's actually realizing what he's done and with M M was written so many years by Peter David and so when other writers try to get her voice it doesn't really sound right but i gotta agree i think he's doing a really good job with both both of these characters that's all all righty so what are we going to review next rich poe damron poe poe gets his own book direct from force awakens from star wars marvel number one written by charles sewell the artist was phil noto vcs joe caramanga did the lettering and the cover was phil noto Wow. Uh, Phil Noto did everything. Colors, inks. Pretty cool. Um, For this book, every time I read Princess Leia, who's now General Organa, I heard Carrie Fisher in my head. I read all the lines as she would say them. It was the weirdest thing. Um, 
this was just it was a good number one it's a setup you know people that want to know what he's doing he's out looking for luke skywalker that's the whole premise of this book and he's got his own well it's the lead-in it's like why he was on the planet yeah and he's got his own group of people and i'm thinking one of them is going to be a traitor because it always is and he meets these people that are holding this egg and he's trying to convince them that he's a good guy and that the bad guys are on their way and only he can help them and that's the book well i mean it, it just increases the universe of Star Wars. Right. I mean, that's what it was. You know, the, I, we know how this is going to end. It's just a fun ride if you want to um, increase your uh, Star Wars reading. Yeah, I, I mean, agree. It was fun. That's what it is. Yeah, I mean, that's that. That's all these ancillary books are. It's just you know more padding for the Star for the Star Wars universe. universe, and that's fine. What I like about it is the fact that it is so. I like it because they're so like, um, they're they're so in control of what's going on, and they're so conscious of what they're putting out there that it it kind of makes it like wow, like the, the the continuity is so strong with these books so, and how they tie in. So That's note on that weird because Lucasfilms has final say over everything, and one of the reasons why the C three PO one shot that was supposed to be out the week of the movie back in December was so late is because it took Lucasfilms so long to get back to Marvel that when they finally did get back, it was already months later. And then the writer had to send it to the artist and then the artist has to send it to, you know, so on and so on. And that book is finally coming out this week. Or uh, if you're listening to this later, it's uh, April 13th is the final date for C-3PO. Finally. Um, but that is why they're so tight to the continuity and everything. It's Charles Sewell can have his ideas, but it uh, ultimately has to be approved. Yeah, and that could either help or hurt a book. I know. Could you imagine if he writes this thing and they're like, no, we hate it. Change it. It's not supposed to be that when he's like, oh, shit. Well, it's just that's just so weird. It's like, <laughs> so Poe has to help these. I mean, the crux of the story is just Poe. Helping, I mean, at this point, it seems like Poe's helping these egg people just to get to the location of the guy, but we already know where he is. So, right. So there really is no mystery um, <laughs> about if he's going to find the information or not because he does because right. it's in the movie. So That is one thing I think hurt this because I think I would like something new. Like you said, we already know how it ends. Now, the journey getting there is what's going to be fun, and it kind of fills in where the movie didn't. So you can look at it that way, too. Which is, I mean, but again, the artwork was good. Um, I liked how Sewell um, wrote Poe. Like, he wrote him as sort of like Han Solo light, you know? <laughs> um, I love that BB-8 was getting ready to shock a fool if they fucked with Yeah, him. I love that. I was like, damn, this is the BB-8 takes no mess. Nope. I was like, wow, nope. all right. Nope. BB-8 is going to shank full. Anyway, but um, I did think he was kind of <laughs> silly about the track. Orange though. is the new black. <laughs> I was uh, the, the one part that I didn't think was kind of hokey was the was the tracer. It's like, really? You don't know that they're going to put how they get a tracker on you. You know that. And that but again, that 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 adds to the fact that there could be a traitor. So I, I think there is. I mean, in every story like this, there's got to be one. I agree. I agree. Just I mean, how are they going to they're like a black ops, you know, rebel unit flying and i love how it's need to know and the one guy's like come on i've been i've been with the rebels now for like 20 years i helped in something and he's like nope still you don't need to know (laughs) sorry charlie (laughs) 
I don't know. But um, I probably will not be picking up the number two. No. But I'll probably read it in trade, though. I think a lot of these books work better in trade. Yeah. Um, again, if you like Star Wars and you like the universe, then definitely buy it. Because the art and the writing is top notch. So I, I don't I think I, Charles Sewell has written something I don't like, to be honest. Everything he's written. The only reason I didn't read She-Hulk was because of the art. But I still think he is a great writer. Yeah. So, so the next book, on the other hand, you will be picking up the number two, huh? Yeah, because it was really good. So what is the next book? Uh, Black Panther number one. How long have we been waiting for Black Panther to have his own book again? A very long time. Very long time back when Christopher Priest was doing it. Long time ago. Who is now working for DC? I know. I wonder what what how that's going to be. So we have Black Panther number one. I know one of our listeners said that he he needed to cheer up a little bit. I thought that was kind of funny. I mean, I'd be kind of sad too if if um my kingdom was in shambles and shit was going crazy. I'd be kind of pissed too. So um, the writer is. Tanisi uh, Coates. Uh, the artist is Brian Stillfreeze. Uh, the uh, colorist is Laura Martin. Laura Martin. And the. Oh, we need to see a picture what Joe Sabina looks like. And the letter. This is Joe Sabina. Joe Sabina. We actually get this because they put their pictures in the back. So they're really trying to sell this book. We've been talking about him for a long time. But I think the reason why they did this, they did it like this, is because the writer and the artist are black and they're really trying to showcase that look. We have black folks on this book. Don't bitch at us. That's really what I think the why they did it. Because no other book has had, you know, their pictures their pictures uh, of their writer, the, the the creative team in them. Well, that and he's such a big writer. I mean, he is yeah. such a big name. And it's his first comic. Yeah. And I think he knocked it out of the park with this one. There's just so much going on with this book. We have literally three various storylines going on. And that's... That take, yep. that take place... Um, and what I liked about it is is Coates didn't rewrite the whole thing. You notice that? He basically took what has happened in the Marvel pre and gave us one, maybe well, one one page of just like, this is what happened to Wakanda. This is what's going on. This is why they're in a powerful nation. And this is what... You and know, this is why there's a power struggle. Exactly. You know, and... And I liked it. Like he got the reader up to speed really quickly, and now he's telling a story. Yeah, I gotta um, agree. A lot of books don't do that. Well, no, they spend a lot of time on like establishing what's going on or establishing who the character is, but we don't need that. You know, first thing we get is people that are fighting over uh, the workers are fighting for you know rights within uh, the vibranium mines, and and he's trying to sequester that but people don't trust him because he left them in their hour of need and left his sister to become the the to, to rule and be the black panther but now she's dead so i'm like okay so now he's coming back to try to straighten out what's going on and like his um his, his grandmother she's his mother uh, his mother his i mean mom. um and the, the uh and his royal guard i can never pronounce their name though the doja i'll look you keep yeah. talking so the but like there's this trouble in his personal guard and we find out that his personal guard are... Dora Milaj, or Milaje. I don't know if you pronounce the E. Okay. But think Nicki Minaj. So Dora <laughs> Milaj. <laughs> you know, and then we have some like, then we have some like lesbian stuff going on. Oh, that have, came out of left field. Yeah, and, I was like, not what did you, What did you say to me I was when we were talking about it? That's going to piss some people off too. Well, because that is something people were thinking about. There's going to be like, like a lesbian kiss in the book and, and them and these two warriors 
you know, who fought, you know, for for T'Challa, you know, have this relationship and now they're in hiding due to, you know, them upholding the law, so to speak, but but not. I mean, and she was sentenced to death. Yeah. And, and now she's she's running free. Yeah. With, with those awesome battle suits. It's just a really. And then the and then the usurpers trying. The, the, there's a then, the, then there's a meta human around it too and the shocking at the end there's just so much going on in this book and the art is just great this is still freeze this is still my still freeze's best best work and i really hope that it doesn't fall off i I really hope that he gives that he has given himself enough time well it's been months since they announced this exactly so i'm really hopeful that they have the whole story arc done and if you need to take a break i hope they have someone just as talented take over the art i gotta say we gotta give again talked about on a couple books laura martin did some amazing work on this book the colors are so so strong the way that she shows um even in the shadows the wakandan lines the facial lines that they all have and how interesting now that black panther's mask is part of this like circuitry in his in his yeah and it's i can't even everything about this book just was very strong yeah they're very i mean they're showing how technically advanced the society is yeah you know and i really hope that they they talk about the labor and if they can do something different or or what how um t'challa is going to gonna t- i'm really curious to see how he's gonna tackle all of this what's gonna happen with his personal bodyguard what's gonna happen with the with the people who are trying to usurp his throne what's gonna happen uh with uh with that spoiler at the end it's like there's all this stuff going on in this book that i cannot wait for the second issue to come out yeah like you said he mixes politics with superheroes and it, it works it was a great first issue well worth the five dollar price tag yeah because you got a lot going on i mean there's a lot going on in this book you know, and of course, it's not for everybody, but but it's but for the majority of people. Though I gotta it say, was it was really a good. great book. It was really really good. So we are gonna. In, uh, I can't believe I'm gonna say this. <laughs> we are gonna review a DC comic book now. It was Superman number fifty one. It took fifty one freaking issues for me to enjoy a Superman comic, but here we go. Uh, this was done by uh, DC Comics, of course, Peter Tomasi did the writing and um, trying to find the page. Sorry, people, uh, since I'm doing it alone. Ooh, that was a slam, but he ignored me. Anyhow, it was done by Michael Jannon. He can find the rest of it. So Superman, spoiler alert, is dying. The new 52 version of Superman is dying. He has been through so much between the fire pits of apocalypse, which, which is going on right now in the Justice League Dark Side War, He had a kryptonite chamber room at Argus. Something had happened. I don't know. I didn't read it. And then he had a battle with Rao, which I don't know if that is supposed to be the battle with Rao from JLA, which would be really cool because it's tying in Brian Hitch's JLA run because in the last issue of JLA, he died. Yeah. Um, I think it totally is uh, bringing in what... what, uh, Oh, it's on the last page. So it's the final days of Superman. Peter J. Tomasi did the story in the words. Michael Jannon, who is an amazing artist, did the art and color. Rob Lee did the letters. John Romita Jr., Danny Mickey, and Arif Priantano did the cover. Um, 
there's so much going on in this book. We've got a spy in his in Superman's Kryptonian computer, which I thought was really weird. You've got um, is that a bra- is that a Brainiac? You think? Uh, uh-uh, I think it's one of the. They're bringing in the Great Ten. Remember the old Great Ten from the old DC universe? Oh man, this is how maybe we get the Chinese Superman. I do think this is going directly into how we're going to get the Chinese Superman. Uh, you've got a new Superman made of fire at the end, which I thought was really cool. Oh, they're bringing back the re- the Lightning Superman. I know. What I really liked about this. Well, well, hold on, it's the cover. It says the Super League is, is for. Yeah, this is the start of the Super so maybe League. It's going to be a whole bunch of Supermen running around. What I, no, what I think is cool is there all these books now. The Super League actually goes into rebirth. This these books I hate to say the word matters but this kind of does matter into what is coming. Yeah, he goes and I think this has a lot to do with why Lois is going to be Superwoman. He goes and he various various versions of his powers. That would be cool. (laughs) Like they all they all it's like how it's like what happened with uh, Superboy. I don't think that's going to happen though. I really don't. Ew. Yeah. Uh, So he goes and he talks to um, Lana about dying and what he wants. He wants to be buried next to his mom and dad. Aww. And he goes he goes to Lois and says, you know what? Th- I forgive you. They, it's kind of this weird thing with them where, because she outed him as Clark Kent. And, uh, you know, I want you to tell my story. And I'm like, it took 51 freaking issues. And I, I'm, if they had started something like this, I mean, you can't start with a guy dying. Yeah, but the quality of this book just was, was like, wow. And that is why... We both agree that Peter Tomasi is a great writer. Yeah, I actually like this book too. Like it, 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 it didn't make me want to go and read the old issues. I'll tell oh, you that. Oh hell no! I didn't say that. But I'm gonna pick up the next one because I want to see what's gonna. I want to see what's gonna happen. I mean, I know he's not gonna die. Oh no! You know he is. They're gonna kill him. I think he's gonna die because we're gonna have the new Chinese Superman. Oh, he'll be back. Uh, uh-uh. uh, we're gonna have the Superman from pre is the one that's gonna be Superman. Well, no. Yeah. He's dead. He's he he gone dead. Die. He gone All right, you guys. Um, go to the the Geek Chat Facebook group and let us know. Do you think the new 52 Superman is going to die or do you think he's going to be left alive um, post-rebirth? Uh, I think he's going to be around. You know, It doesn't make sense that they would kill him. In Why my not? Opinion. It is... I mean, they don't need him. They've I think got he might an- die, but he's probably going to be back. No, he did. Or maybe he, or maybe he will. Maybe wouldn't it be weird if he, if he dies or loses his powers and he lives his life as Clark Kent and him and Lois get together and See, then the other Superman is that could be a good rumor because in the new fifty or in the new Rebirth, what are we going to call this? Rebirth in the Rebirth universe. There's a Clark Kent that is separate, so you might be right. He might live as Clark Kent. Well, the other Superman lives as Superman. Yeah. Dang, okay, I'll, 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 I'll give you that. Ha ha! I, I got one. You did. Yay. Good boy, I'll give you a snack later. You suck. So, I'm gonna fi- <laughs> so we're going to finish up the, <laughs> the show with the next two installments of Marvel's Standoff. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, and you were right, um, Frank. I guess we were all right. There are multiple Maria Hills running around. Yep. So, and they're wondering if it's an LMD or if it's Cosmic Cube baby stuff or what. I don't know. So Personally. I enjoyed one of these way more than I enjoyed the other one. I'll have to agree too. But you're 
you're an old kook, so you're 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 probably your your nostalgia glasses were on super. Oh tight. shit, yes. Okay, so we're gonna talk about that one first. You wanna? Yeah. Okay, good. Well, I, well, or do you want to end it on a? Good let's note? end it on a really good note because okay, so I got we'll a lot to say about first. this one. Okay, so the first one we're gonna read or we're gonna talk about is New Avengers Standoff, oh. and that was uh, number nine. Frank, you should have read this one. This was really good. Oh Jesus, don't don't I even say that. It because, it because I like the old Toho. Monster you movies. You love monster movies. I you love, love Godzilla. It. Yes. And so we get we get American 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 kaiju. Oh. Which is awesome. It's this giant Godzilla monster that just says USA <laughs> was so cool. So when we do our uh, reviewing books where we do the, <laughs> the dramatic readings of them, you can be him. That's fine. I will definitely be American Kaiju as he breathes smoke on AIM Island and he's like, USA. So, okay, who did what? Uh, Al Ewing was the writer. Marcus Toe was oh, the artist. I'm going to miss him on this book. <laughs> the color artist was Dono Sanchez Almara and letter was VC's Joe Carmanga. And the cover artist was Lydian Francis Yu and I, Sunny Go. I do like you. I do like you, too. Aww. Uh, so, first, we are treated <laughs> to Rick Jones being a complete douche to Bitch. everybody about something. I don't know. Um, they saved him. Oh, yeah, because he, does, he, thinks, he, does, he doesn't think that this aim is good. And so, he's, he's keeping his... Um, and he his bitches about everything. He definitely bitches about everything. That kind of like, was reminiscent of someone, I'm like, too. I'm like, thank God, you know, um, Oracle didn't bitch like this. <laughs> Jesus. Um, and then Power Man calls him out. And I, I love seeing his trinkets. Like, when he when they got his stuff and he had Taskmaster's shield because he was Nomad for a while. So, like, so he can actually fight and take care of himself. Really good. Really good seeing, um, and like, his Hulk fists. What? Really good. Um... I'm still sad that we didn't see Squirrel Girl, Hulkling, that is gonna be, or uh, Wiccan. So I just ordered that. That is going to be uh, coming up where it's just them. So I get to see what happens. But anyway, the uh, the American Kaiju attacks AIM Island in order to get Rick Jones back. But that is the diversion. That is a diversion uh, because S.H.I.E.L.D. comes in and they, they uh, want to arrest everybody. So it looks like they want... Uh, American kaiju to destroy AIM Island while S.H.I.E.L.D. arrests everybody else because they made an attack on American soil. And then they retaliate against American kaiju with a giant robot. Oh, oh my god. That is robot. where my eyes hurt from rolling. Oh my god, I was so happy. See, that is... I know. This This is the difference. Mm -hmm. I that was. I knew that you were going to get a little woody over that. It was fun. I mean, it's a fucking Godzilla. Like, they, like the American kaiju has a flag... On his forehead, and no. his whole chest is the American flag. It is so cool. <sighs> you know, I really hope they do more with. I want to see him fight Fing Fang Foom. That'd be so. But cool. on the cover, they forgot his chest flag. I know. So what I liked about it were the small character moments between White Tiger and the new Power Man, and I really loved the songbird parts because in the last issue. We saw, and I'm going to spoil it here, people. She's the traitor. Um, she's secretly working for S.H.I.E.L.D. And she goes to Hawkeye and is like, you know, um, are you sure you don't want to come back to S.H.I.E.L.D.? Are, are you sure? She's really trying to get him not arrested, basically. 
And I really liked that because Hawkeye tells, you know, no, I'm done. I'm done. I don't betray my friends, which is interesting because in the movie, they released the movie that's coming out May 6th, uh, Captain America, uh, Civil War, which I think, did you see the little trailer from the movie awards? Uh, no, I didn't watch the movie awards. I posted it in the on the you know and on my page it's okay but the first oh that's right uh <laughs> oh my god it was so great and hawkeye is on captain america's side so of course i thought that was cool i, I liked the little pete the little character moments in this book i liked between um pod because pod is supposed to be i believe um a lesbian and a lesbian robot and i think that she is with um the other girl just i think they're going to be a couple in this it, see for me it was all the pieces that you didn't or that you did like were the pieces yeah you know what i'm trying to mm-hmm. say we should do a round table about that though it seems to me that they're making it more and please uh say round table the, about what well because it seems like people tend to uh not people uh writers when they want diversity or they want to represent the LGBT community, it's much easier for them to write female relationships than it is to write male relationships. Because, and I, I, this is just my personal, it does not reflect the geek chat. I think that a lot of straight men, it's easier to see and a little more comforting to see two women than see two men. Mm-hmm. That's just what I think. And I think it's always been that way that lesbians are, are, a little more accepted by those straight men that don't like gay people, especially gay men. That's mm. just me. Yeah. It might be a topic for a future um, geek chat because I think that'd be interesting because in just in this week alone, we got two. Um, DC and Marvel both yeah. had, or no, Marvel had all the lesbians. Yeah. Marvel loves lesbians. Have you noticed? Yeah, they do. Well, DC. But to be fair, that we do have. has some coming too now. So. Uh, yeah. But to be fair, um, we do have Hulkling and Wicked sometimes. Sometimes. Um, so the last book we're going to read, which Rich really enjoyed, and I did enjoy too, you know, is, uh, Uncanny Avengers and them being in Pleasantville, Pleasantville, Pleasant Hill, not Pleasantville, Pleasantville is Pleasant Hill, Pleasant Hill, because it's about her. Yeah. Get it? Oh my God. I just cracked the code, Frank. The, 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 um, the Maria Hill, the guy who, who controls the, uh, Cosmic Cube baby is named Pleasant? No, used her to create this version of Maria Hill, and she's Pleasant. It's because re- this Maria Hill said that she wanted to be brainwiped and have a kid, l- and no, and be brainwiped and live in the community. I think it's a play on words, like Pleasant Hill, because Maria Hill is so is so such a like you know a curmudgeon all the time, and in this version she's Pleasant. Get it? Oh, my God. Uh, so the writer uh, was Jerry Duggan. Ryan Stegman did the penciling. Mark Morales, Dave Menkes, and Ryan Stegman did the ink. Richard Eisenhoff was the colorist. VCs Clayton Cowles did the lettering. And Ryan Stegman with Richard Eisenhoff did the cover. Um, so what did this for me was the first maybe seven or eight pages was, yes, a flashback to when Rogue was a brand new student at Xavier's school for gifted children. And it was about her learning to use her powers and to learn how to defend against psychic attacks. And it was something that I just was like, oh my God, I love it. And through Xavier, Rogue broke this programming. 
Yep. And then helped everyone else break the programming. I'm so sad for what happened to Wade. Uh, it was I, all so Magnum I will say I was really pissed off because I really wanted to see Human Torch get doused with fire and put on get set on fire with him yeah. not knowing it. So they leave it and you see for fine have it your way and she has the gas tank and I was like <gasps> and you turn the page and he's like oh, I can't believe you set me on fire. I'm like no I wanted to see it. I was so mad. I was pissed. Uh, but then it just gets better from there. You yeah. got um, everyone coming out of there. Yeah, coming, coming out, out of the of fog. There fogs and everything like that. And then and then you got. Um, so I don't know. I think. Why is um, Cosmic Cube Baby threatening to put them back asleep? It, are there two Cosmic Cube Babies now? I don't know. Maybe it's her twin sister who's evil. What? Her name is Pleasant and Unpleasant? <laughs> so I, I don't know. This Maybe it's Hill's child. Hill. Wouldn't that be something? Oh. Well, of course she'd have a miserable baby. Uh, um, no, it's Pleasant Hill had this baby. Well, no, so not we if this so one's miserable have, baby. Exactly. So, so, so <laughs> the normal Pleasant Hill, sorry, the normal Hill had the evil baby, which is this, which is this test, oh, test which is this um, baby, and the baby that helped Captain America is the Pleasant Hill version of the baby. See, so we have two, we have multiple Maria Hills, and we have multiple Cosmic Cube babies running around. That's what I believe. Okay. And then the the Cosmic Cube baby is going to have to reform. But I do think the doctor is behind the whole thing, though. The doctor who, like... And who's going to be the doctor? Uh, Wouldn't that be weird if the doctor turns out to be a villain? Probably. Hmm. I don't know. For this, for this issue, it was light on uh, Pleasant Hill action standoff stuff. But it really was just a good character piece. And it was well drawn. Stegman, his art... In that first couple issues, it was really overly exaggerated and really just big. And I think he's really softening. I loved seeing Kurt. I love seeing Wolverine. You know, them talking about going to get drunk. And he's like, isn't it a bit early? And he's like, nah, it's five o'clock somewhere. Mm-hmm. I just thought this was a great issue. See, this, uh, what? Frank is kicking the hornet's nest again in the chat. Yeah, you know what? I've read that. You <laughs> know what, Frank? Just read it. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I agree, but... And, as always, a special thank you to our sponsors, because without them, we really wouldn't have a show. So, I want to give a special thanks to Club Card Printing. They're the ones that help us do all of the fantastical prints that you see in our palm cards, and if we ever do posters, we're going to get them done there. So, if you're in the San Francisco area, or if you have a computer, check out clubcardprinting.com. We also want to thank Gene Gilmet. He does all the amazing artwork for the show. You can check him out at rltpress.com. Yes, Gene, I, I, and I don't take it personally that Rich is always trying to kill me. So, <laughs> also want to give a special thanks to Terry Miller. She is the mistress of the mix board and makes all those lovely sounds that you hear uh, during the Geek Chat. Also want to give a special thanks to our major sponsor, Whatever Comics, located at 548 Castro Street in San Francisco, located between 18th and 19th. Check us out online at whateverstoreonline.com and on Facebook under Whatever Store. I just want to say um, thank you for tuning in to the Geek Chat, and I want to apologize if I seem a little more um, whimsical than I normally am. I've had a really bad uh, pinch nerve or something in my back, so I'm a little medicated. So anyway, uh, you got anything else to say, Rich? No, just thank you for listening. <laughs> I just think it's odd that I'm the cheery one out of all these people today. I'm like, holy shit, the earth is on its axis or something because, okay. 
It's crazy. It is. <laughs> this was a. I enjoyed this episode. Yes. Thank you, Emily. This Thank was a good episode. Yeah, we we I, had I fun. Enjoyed it. So, uh, without further ado, I'm Desmond. I'm Rich, and we will see you soon. Bye. Pink shot. Pink shot. Pink shot. Pink shot. Pink shot. Pink shot. Pink shot.